Listener-supported AMA 50 KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture. We have with us Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Gary. Great to be here with you. Now, we read Joshua chapter 20 through Judges chapter 2 this week. Some of the things we read was there's towns for the Levites, then Joshua has a farewell to the leaders, and and then eventually Joshua does die in our readings here. As we get into Judges, the uh, angel of the Lord appears to them, and he said, I brought you out of Egypt and led you into the land I swore to give to your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Yet you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? I have also said, I will not drive them out before you. They will become traps for you, and their gods will become snares to you. We read that. It's not uh, hard for us to say that God is, uh, in the beginning of Judges here, is very angry with the Israelites. Yeah, Gary, a good introduction. Uh, Boy, you're right. They come into the Promised Land, and the Levites, that's that priestly tribe, um, so Aaron and, and, and others, even Moses, a part of that tribe of Levi, uh, they have certain allotments of land. And then, like you mentioned, Joshua dies. And with Joshua's death, it's really a big time of transition. Uh, you might remember Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two faithful spies over 40 years earlier when they were going to go into the promised land initially. Uh, the other 10 said, nope, we can't do this. But Joshua and Caleb remained faithful. And because of that, God allowed them to live and to go into the promised land. And Joshua, of course, was the leader of the people. Uh, But now with Joshua's death, there's this time of transition and the people are becoming unfaithful. And as we're about to see then, especially in next week's reading, is God begins to raise up what we call judges. These judges who call the people to repentance, who deliver the people and that God works through because boy, they need some direction now as they start to fall away. Right. It seems like during this reading, and I guess during life in general, uh, God makes promises to us, and we as people, this goes all the way back to the Old Testament, continue to mess up. Yes, yeah, exactly, <laughs> because it, it hasn't changed. It's the same today. Uh, that We disobey God time and time again, and thanks be to God that he is merciful and patient, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. Uh, he's slow to get angry. He's abounding in love. Uh, but yet God also punishes the wrongdoer and punishes our evil. And, and you know, it's not even just punishment, but even I, the word I like to use a lot of times is discipline. It's a divine discipline that out of that steadfast love for us, he disciplines us. He calls us back to him, back to repentance uh, so that he might forgive and show that mercy and, and even bless. Uh, you're right, Gary. Some things never change, and that's you know our sinfulness. But thanks be to God, His steadfast love never changes either. Uh, boy, uh, what a great blessing that is. I, you know, I guess if there's one thing I was going to pick up on, Gary, um, it's just those parting words of Joshua. Like you said, Joshua dies in these chapters, but Joshua still has sort of a farewell address that he gives to the people before he passes. So I was going to pick up on just a few of those words, if that's all right. That sounds good. So Joshua chapter 23, uh, beginning with verse 10, I'm going to just start there. Uh, Joshua says, 
one man of you puts to flight a thousand, since it is the Lord God who fights for you, just as he promised you. Uh, Be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. So Joshua, first of all, just saying, you know, these victories that you've had, that you've enjoyed so far, they're not yours. They're the Lord's. He's the one that's behind you. And and with him, nothing is impossible. One man puts to flight a thousand. Incredible. But Joshua goes on, be careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. For if you turn your back and cling to the remnant of these nations remaining among you and make marriages with them so that you associate with them and they with you, Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out the nations before you, but they shall become a snare and a trap for you, a whip for you on the sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good ground that the Lord your God has given you. So it's like you said before, Gary, uh, here's this word of warning, though, too, uh, a word of discipline. Uh, Beware. Uh, Don't buy into the other gods, the false gods that are here in the land. Uh, Don't even intermarry with those unbelievers because guess what? You are risking eternal consequences if that's what you choose to do. So in these these parting words, these words of farewell, Joshua gives that final warning to the people. And then I think the most famous words perhaps in this section of, of scripture that we read this week is Joshua 24 verses 14 and 15. And here's what Joshua says to the people here, too. So, again, 24 uh, verses 14 and 15. He says, Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that you, your fathers, served before before the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers serve in the region beyond the river or the gods and the Ammonites in whose land you dwell. And then here's kind of the, the, the famous verse here, this famous line from Joshua. He says, but for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, he says, make your choice here. Are you going to serve those false gods in Egypt or the false gods of this promised land, the people in Canaan, or are you going to serve the Lord your God? What's your choice here? So he really puts it before them. And he says, as for me and my house, will serve the Lord. And uh, we might think, well, Joshua, that's easy to say, right? But, you know, can you really follow through on that? And in Joshua's case, he, he already has, really. You remember, he's one of those two faithful spies that come back. He's all alone, except for Caleb, the other guy who's faithful to the Lord. And he did. He served the Lord. He and his house. So Joshua's kind of been there, done that. He knows what it's like to be the uh, the minority in serving the Lord. And yet he still says, even in his sort of farewell dying words, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, And I I hope that's an encouragement to us too, that for us Christians, and even though maybe uh, the culture around us offers all sorts of different things that we could serve, that we could chase after, or we could trust in, uh, so many temptations uh, for us to say, "Eh, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, We'll stay focused on Jesus. Uh, we'll stay in his word and by God's grace, by the power of the Holy Spirit to, to actually do that. Um, so I hope that the Joshua's words can become our words too. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, and, and that is a, a great promise to serve the Lord. But as as we say often, we are poor, miserable sinners as well. Uh, so even though we're trying so hard to serve the Lord, uh, we always fall short. 
Yeah, we will never serve him perfectly, right, Gary? Right. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, Joshua, I, I love that name, and it's really sort of the Hebrew form of the name uh, of Jesus, right, in the New Testament. Uh, Yeshua, uh, the Lord saves is what that name means. So even in Joshua's name, you have the reminder that ultimately it's the Lord who saves. And mm-hmm. in, in Jesus Christ, that greater Joshua to come, uh, that greater Savior, is the one by whom we're all saved. Um, so thanks be to God for that, that uh, we have a God, again, whose steadfast love endures forever, that greater Joshua saves us on the cross, and uh, and still, uh, in his grace, we endeavor uh, to serve him, uh, we in our household. And when we die in Christ, those sins are covered. Yeah, so even now we have that eternal life, even now, uh, but we'll fully realize it, right, in heaven and in the Lord's presence and at his return. And I think that's another neat connection, too. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Well, it's by God's grace that we are then made members of of the Lord's household. Uh, I love how Jesus puts it in, in John 14. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. He's gone to prepare a place for us. And uh, thanks be to God that we have a place in our Father's house of heaven prepared for us there by Jesus. Yeah. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord God, we thank you that in your son, Jesus Christ, we have a place in your household. Whoa, what a what a blessing that is, that Jesus has prepared a place just for us. Uh, in the meantime, Lord, uh, help us as we endeavor to serve you, we and our household. Uh, grant us the strength of faith to do so, uh, your Holy Spirit, and the, the sustaining power of your word. Uh, we pray this as we study your word together, all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much, Matt. What do we read next week? Next week, it is action-packed, Gary. Uh, Judges 3 through 16. Uh, There really is a lot of action. Some judges we know well, and and Samson and others whose names are are kind of household names that we've heard in Sunday school, perhaps. Uh, But others like Shamgar, (laughs) we may not be as familiar with. Uh, But a lot of action, a lot of judges, and uh, it'll be a fun read for next week. Sounds like a plan. Look forward to it. Yeah, thank you, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.